This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. I'm your host, Marissa, here with Sarah, our other host. Hey, Marissa. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Excited to talk about Sturgeon Bay. Do you have any uh, previous uh, travel experience with Wisconsin? I do a little bit, yeah. Um, I had some friends that were up in Wisconsin that I visited a handful of times. And I also grew up in the Midwest, so it's it, it's feeling very familiar to me. I've been to Wisconsin a couple of times and uh, kind of middle of nowhere places just for like random personal visits. I think I met my sister out there at one point Um, and I liked it. I didn't have any, uh, you know, I didn't have any like major uh, adventures, but uh, Wisconsin's filled with a lot of hidden small towns and small gems that you really don't even know exist, especially if you're not in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's not something that you would necessarily drive through. So I feel like it doesn't get as much attention as it should. Um, right. There's a lot of coastline. There's a lot of, you know, like sort of like maritime and um, aquatic fun going on up there. But it's not something I really envision when I think, oh, man, I'd take a little trip to a nice coastal town. Right. Yeah, and I, I I only went to a couple of places. One of them was a really small town that their school mascot was a hodag, which is like a, apparently like a <laughs> fictional mystical creature, like part dragon, part I don't even know. What? But I was like, what Hold the heck? A hodag? I know. I was hodag. like, my high school mascot was a tiger. What? What's a hodag? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but apparently it's a thing up in uh, Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Wow. You, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's, that's kind of like everything that uh, I would say researching Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, I was always like, oh, cool. Weird, mm-hmm. but very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely good. Good weird vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, uh, like, I feel like if you're not familiar with Wisconsin, you have kind of, what would you say are the stereotypes? Cheese? Cheese, yeah. Beer? uh, Beer? Beer. beer, Cheese? Football? Uh, Winters? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but then I feel like Sturgeon Bay uh, kind of threw me for a loop, I guess, just being this adorable waterfront place that uh broke all those stereotypes for me which was i i love when this happens yeah absolutely so what are your initial thoughts about sturgeon bay what what is sturgeon bay known for um you tell me what jumped out at you initially (laughs) so uh one of my favorite things that i discovered while researching sturgeon bay is that it is a bird-friendly city i did not know that was a thing for one um (laughs) And they just have like on their city website is like, hey, help us take care of the birds. Keep your cats indoors. Here are some tips. I'm like, oh, my God, that is incredible. That is it struck a chord with me. So I uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I don't think it's known for that, but I just really enjoyed it. Um, And 
a <laughs> I discovered that I forgot that Wisconsin had a peninsula. So mm, um, yeah. <laughs> I never and no offense to Wisconsinites out there, it's just something I I don't know. I just never think beyond Michigan whenever I'm thinking about the uh Great Lakes and stuff like that. So my bad. And that is amazing. <laughs> How about you? What did you discover? Um, yeah, I, I did not know that about the birds. I think that's fantastic. Um, I found that it's a giant sport fishing destination that people mm-hmm. come from all over to fish here. And some have said it's the best bass fishing in the entire world. Wow. Which, okay. Yeah. Talking a big, big game, claim. I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but so it's kind of in that, again, that cusp of small town, but also city. I, I want to say yeah. people are considering it more a city, right? I would say so. Uh, I actually got a little bit confused when I first started researching because, you know, uh, whenever you just Google Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, something came up of like a, a small town of 500 people. I'm like, what? I don't think that. I don't think that's it. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. it is like, n- I think like near 10,000 people in this city. It seems a lot bigger and more industrious than I would have imagined. Yeah, it does. I, yeah, it's it just it's kind of just in that gray area in terms of population because for some being under fewer than 10,000 people would be town. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that it is considered a city. But, you know. Regardless, uh, I would say that Sturgeon Bay has enough going on that you could easily fill a week of adventuring, vacationing. Um, There's just a lot to do and see here. And uh, I do, I don't think it's bigger than Lebanon, the the, the Ohio small town that we did, because that was also a similar like, oh, it's a big little city question mark. Um, right. So yeah, it's, but it is a a unique size. And what I also found very charming about Door County, where it's located of the 15 communities in Door County, more than half make reference to a water, watery location in their name. So like a bay or a coast or no, not a coast, but you know what I mean? Uh, they're all very thematic with their names. Interesting. I think that probably surprised me the most that Wisconsin was such a huge, like, maritime, um, historically blue-collar, shipbuilders, mariners, pioneers. I had no Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't expect that, right? Like, everyone has a boat and go out on the lake and it takes you by surprise. Right. I think maybe I just, I, I incorrectly assumed that Wisconsin was just a very cold place year round. Um, and that's just the naivete of living in Florida, I guess, but (laughs) that's okay. We won't falter for it. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, so that, I think that surprised me that the County door County is like a world renowned shipping hub and the Mm -hmm. shipbuilding capital of the great lakes. Yeah, that was really interesting. And I didn't realize until I started looking into this is that, so originally it was a sawmill town and then it was a stone quarry town. But then once they have that canal that linked the bay to Lake Michigan, it was a huge hub for maritime traffic, shipbuilding, shipping, 
um, because I think previously they had to go through a somewhat dangerous straight called the death door straight to get up and around. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the key. And then it kind of blew up, I think. Yeah, it definitely did. And now outside of that, outside of being a shipbuilding capital and a shipping hub, um, it's also just a really quaint, charming place that people love to visit, not just us here at Only In Your State. This one did make our small town getaways list, but uh, Coastal Living Magazine also called Sturgeon Bay the top happiest seaside towns in the United States. Whoa. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Right. Everybody, I guess, that lives by water, they just are increasingly happier. I suppose. And not only that, but it's also in the Midwest and I have a soft spot for mid- mid- Midwesterners and I, it's just good people, you know, um, not right. that there's I agree. <laughs> bad people elsewhere, but I just, you know, it's this sort of like small town charm where you can just approach people and you don't have to worry about uh, the interactions and things like that so much being right. rude or standoffish like you do get in certain areas of the country. And not only is it in the Midwest, but I've seen it referenced as the Cape Cod of the Midwest. And I can definitely see that. Like it has the vibes of Cape Cod or maybe even Wellfleet, if you listen to our episode on Wellfleet, but definitely Midwestern version. Yeah. Well, uh, besides just, I guess it's, it's known for um, being a waterside place and the fishing, the ships, maritime, it also has a big music and art scene as well, mm-hmm. uh, similar to a lot of small towns we've featured this season, um, yeah. which there's definitely a theme, I would say, in terms of happy seaside towns having a lot of culture and community. Right. Absolutely. Um, on that note, I'm curious, what are some of the things or you know notions that you had before that were debunked as you were learning more about the town um I think I didn't know how much history was there I guess um you did you mentioned the Cape Cod of the Midwest and I guess I just immediately assumed it was this touristy type place that people flock to if they're inland just to get away for a little while and I didn't realize just how much history Sturgeon Bay held. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, I honestly wasn't incredibly shocked about anything I discovered. I think it was one of those things, though, that due to, I mean, not not really that close to it, but it, it jumped up on my must-travel-to list, and I was searching Zillow and trying to figure out what average home prices were because it's just one of those, like... <laughs> You get the change of seasons. It's a seaside town, or not sea- lakeside town, I guess, but still, it's a coastal town that is just so gorgeous and quaint. And, you know, it uh, it really surprised me in a lot of ways, but nothing that was shocking. Yeah. I think um, something that was very confusing to me because I was looking up uh, the town's website and mm-hmm. I saw in the, they have a, I guess, a weather widget in the top right. And it said something like 63 degrees. And I was like, holy moly, that's beautiful. And then I actually looked it up 
And no, it's more like a high of 36 and there's a huge winter storm heading that way right now. Yeah, I did see that whenever I was Googling. I'm like, oh, all of these weather alerts. Right. <laughs> yeah, dropping down to a low of 13 next week. So uh, yeah. yeah, Sturgeon Bay, please update your weather widget because, uh, man, I, I will been say brutal. that. I was really impressed with, um, not that I'm going to do a small town website review every time, but <laughs> I love the uh, sturgeonbay.net. Like it was just, it was so helpful. And it even has these little tabs for like, I'm staying for an afternoon. I'm staying for a weekend. Mm. What season are you staying? And it just helps sort their uh, information. And it was so cute. So yeah, it was. Yeah. I, do you have any marketing tips for them? Any slogans you want to pitch while we're here? I don't know. They're doing a great job. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, did you come across any fun or weird facts about Sturgeon Bay? Because I feel like if, if there's going to be a place to have some weird facts, this might be it. Oh gosh. I'm just going to be such a disappointment. I tried <laughs> and maybe I was just like looking up the wrong terms, but I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't find anything great aside from uh, the. It's a bird-friendly city, and uh, hmm. it had one of the first uh, um, solar-powered bathrooms in the area in the county. Hmm. I think so. Cool. No, go into the park and having to use a bathroom, and it's it's dark and hot, and there's spiders. It's yeah. <laughs> it's got your back. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sturgeon Bay, uh, that that canal you were talking about, um, that apparently, so Sturgeon Bay has this famous steel bridge that was built in 1930, and it's only one of two bridges of this kind throughout the country. And uh, it's like a very complex truss system bridge, and it was designed initially to be operated by hand. In case oh. power ever failed. Yeah. Isn't that pretty cool? It's huge too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yes. That's why I was like, wow, this is really neat. One of two of the of its kind in the United States. Um, and then I found a fun roadside attraction, which uh, <laughs> nearby, there's a giant roadside gnome called Mr. Mulch. Nice. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know me and, and giant uh, figurines. Well, look at but. that. You have your own bucket list. And <laughs> how niche is that? <laughs> I love the quirky stuff. I really do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this gnome is like 22 feet carved into a tree and a uh, pretty big uh, okay. roadside attraction there. Yeah. Well, let me just say, if you're ever driving through Ohio, there is a giant basket uh, in the middle of the state. So get, put that on your list. A giant basket? Is it filled with anything? I think it used to, it's a building, and I think it used to be the oh. home to the Longenberger Company, like the baskets, and I don't know if you're oh, familiar, but it's, yeah, okay. Google it, add it to the list, it's it's worth a visit, question Giant mark. basket, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we really could do a whole season on just like giant roadside the attractions. Big, yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. <laughs> right. We have some in Florida, too. I know that there's a giant... Uh, lobster down Ooh, okay. heading down to Key West. It's a huge, huge lobster roadside uh, attraction. Very um, cool. Yeah. So, in terms of history for Sturgeon Bay, did you uh, did you come across anything really cool worth noting? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's really interesting that how the town evolved. Um, mm-hmm. Just like how I already mentioned about the uh, creation of the canal and just what really spurred the the growth there. Um, I don't think I really... There seemed to be a lot of changing hands from um, like the indigenous peoples to the people who came up and then it was called Graham and then Sawyer. And so it seemed like they had a, mm. a long rambling history. Um, how about you? Yeah, no, I, I came across the same. I thought it was interesting that um, originally inhabited by the Ho-Chunk and the Minomini mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. tribes. And then, uh, and that's how the, town got its name was the Minomini uh language for bay of the sturgeon which yes. is a giant fish um and uh and then eventually yeah the territory was ceded to the U.S. in the Treaty of Washington and then the name changed a bunch throughout the years like you said I did they did catch me out and I I assumed that it was named Sturgeon Bay because there was a lot of sturgeon but I think it's because of the shape of the bay looks like a sturgeon am i mm, okay. is that correct um, interesting okay yeah because i was figured i assumed it was the fish i looked this up and they said uh that it nowadays you really won't find too many sturgeon in the bay but they do okay. exist gotcha interesting but they're huge too those uh i remember one time a sturgeon washed up in uh on the hudson when I was living up north and people were like, what the heck is this thing? Really? It's like massive and they kind of have this like weird prehistoric vibe to them and they're huge uh, and a little bit scary okay. looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, so in terms of history, I feel like it's, it has, um, it has a pretty rich history it was one of the one of a handful of cities in the Midwest to help with uh, World War II production, which I thought was also mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, um, and uh, and then yeah, so eventually it just became a place for people to vacation, but it still honors a lot of this maritime history and yes. uh, leans into it, doesn't stray away from it. Oh yeah, I mean all of the. Um festivals and events around it so like the wooden boat festival there's even like a lighthouse walk and a lighthouse festival i think as well Mm. um and i just thought that was it's to me it's really charming because i i did not grow up around water so that is uh that is appealing yeah definitely and so i from what i saw too a lot of uh websites the tourism websites are recommending to visit Sturgeon Bay during the winter. Did you get that at all? I saw a lot of winter activities. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even the events that they're hosting in the winter, uh, I thought were pretty cool. So like the live music festival, Door 44, winter play readings, a short film festival, the Fire and Ice Festival. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's maybe they're just trying to you know, put it out there that, Hey, this is a great spot. Even in the winter, don't be afraid. You know, it's, um, yeah, because I, I feel like people, I mean, I, I, myself included, I was like, well, it might be too cold to go in the winter, but not the case. There's a lot of stuff to do. I did really enjoy that. They, they are leaning into winter time, you know, especially compared to when we just talked about Penguich, Utah, Mm -hmm. 
lot of places are closed for the winter. They have right. seasonal restaurants, seasonal businesses. Um, but Sturgeon Bay, they're kind of like, hey, yes, we get cold. It can be very cold, but heck, let's do this fire and ice festival. Let's uh, go to cave points and check out the ice formations on these cliffs. Right. They're kind of just like, you know, telling you to go and embrace it rather than stay away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something to be, you know, embraced because it would be so hard to have such, you know, such a bustling, fun town all of the year. And then in winter, it just shuts down. And Hmm. yeah, sometimes the wind will hurt your face and you need to buy (laughs) special things and walking your dog is going to be a pain. But also, yeah, there's Hmm. amazing things to do and see. And honestly, it's just beautiful, too, in the winter. Yeah, agreed. I was looking at that um, cave point. And looks like fun all year round, but the ice formations that uh, just these like giant icicles off of this cliff into the water, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, would there was there another time of year that you would uh, prefer to visit outside of winter? I think that I would be uh, aiming for summer. And I know everyone in Sturgeon Bay is like, ah, oh, of course she wants to come in the summer, but you know. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I I would love to do. Um, what about you? Did any time of the year really jump out at you? Yeah, I I, I want to say winter. I think um, it just seems like I like being by water in winter. Like I'm the mm-hmm. type that I'll I, I'll definitely bundle up and walk on the beach somewhere if it's very cold. Um, that doesn't bother me. Just being around water in general, no matter the season. So. I feel like walking around town in the winter, you're bundled up, you can pop in and get coffee. Um, but it still just seems like a a fun place, no matter the temperature. Mm -hmm. I agree. So with that said, um, I would love to hear about your perfect day in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, yeah. So first of all, I would go in the summer. I'm thinking July. Um, okay. And I did notice that there's a lot of really gorgeous inns and B&Bs to stay in. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to choose among all of them. Uh, I selected Door County Dragonfly. Uh, They're all pretty centrally located, but this one's right on Michigan Street. So, and it looked really cute. Um, So I would start out by going, wandering over to the Jefferson Coffee House to get breakfast. And I love that they had an outdoor ordering window and a yard. It looked like it's a really eclectic little shop. So start the day out there. And then I would make sure to go to uh, the Cave Point County Park that you mentioned. Um, Hmm. Not only is it, you know, full of like these limestone caves and formations that you can explore from the, um, on the coast, but apparently County Park is located within a state park, which I, yeah, very cool. Hmm. Um, And I could not visit Wisconsin without, partaking in some cheese (laughs) so (laughs) i'd be heading over to renard's cheese uh and their melt bistro for lunch but also tasting cheese buying some cheese curds just you know my body would hate me later but it would it would be (laughs) worth it (laughs) um i did see that they had something nearby called the farm which i'm a sucker for animals and it's it's like basically a living museum of rural america but with like you know, like goats, piglets, lambs, all sorts of mm-hmm. animals that you can feed and inter- interact with in nature trails. So I would probably like to take that, you know, take a visit there. It just seems like a nice, wholesome little place. 
And then if I was visiting in July, that would be when there's sale through the avenue sidewalk sales happening. So, oh my Ooh. gosh, I could just lose myself in a sidewalk sale, flea market, and uh, just buying just the most random things and exploring Sturgeon Bay and really like getting out on foot to see what the neighborhoods are like. And I see that I saw that one of the uh, neighborhoods in Surgeon Bay, like won an award for one of the best historic, like old, I think, what was it named? Like the best old home neighborhood um, in 2011. Oh. So just like a really few, uh, few charming areas there that I'd want to see for myself. And then I think I'd end with like a fish boil at a local restaurant. I saw some recommendations for Rowley's Bay Resort. And I've never been to any sort of <clears throat> seafood event, so not like a seafood boil, fish boil. So they make a real show out of it, you know, have fish, potatoes, onions, and just like bring it out and have the crowd sort of participate and getting everything ready and cooking. And I thought that was just like really fun and a cool thing to do on a summer evening. And mm. um, I think I'd want to end with, if I could manage it, renting a boat and taking it out on the bay to hopefully watch July fireworks if I time it right. I get, I mean, that's just idyllic to me, like getting a nice big pontoon and set up for the fireworks and having some food and friends and just, you know, hanging out on a summer evening on the water. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it sounds really nice. I did see yeah. that they have a big 4th of July uh, event up there every year. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've only done it once to watch fireworks from the water, but I just, I just want to recreate that moment over and over. I think it's so cool. Um, yeah. So. Nice. So what about your winter adventure? Yeah. So I see, because I don't, I kind of planned my perfect day to, I guess, happen in the summer or the warmer, warmer <laughs> months, because, uh, I don't know. There's something I just came across the uh, sh a shipwreck diving tour. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, apparently they're they're what you're talking about that Death's Door uh, channel. Yeah, it because it was obviously named. Uh, you know, you know what happened there. So there there are over 275 shipwrecks nearby in the surrounding area, and so Door County is a haven for like snorkeling, scuba diving. And the majority of these shipwrecks are in less than 60 feet of water. So oh, you can take so a cool. boat. I know. Yeah. So there, there are a couple that I was reading about. So I was like, okay, maybe instead of, uh, you know, going during the winter for fire and ice, maybe I'll go during the summer and just kind of snorkel around, um, and just see some of these shipwrecks, which I feel like could be a cool thing. Um, and then in conjunction with that, the Door County Maritime Museum seems like a popular place and, uh, that would be cool to go to before or after the shipwreck diving tour, just to kind of mm -hmm. learn about the area. Um, they have lighthouse galleries, model ships, that sort of thing. Um, I did also have Renard's Cheese in Delhi. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I remember being in Oregon and, and driving by Tillamook. Um, oh, cool. And they just had all these cheese samples. And that was one of the first places I've ever tried cheese curds. And man, are they delicious. Yep. So, yeah. So they have free cheese and wine tastings daily at Renard's Cheese and Deli. And uh, 
family owned and operated can't beat that third generation of cheesemakers can't beat that um so yeah then after uh cheese and wine tasting there was uh an arcade bar and old school bowling alley called cherry lanes oh i saw that that. Nice. Yeah, it just it looks really neat. Like it definitely looks like a place you would want to go to in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, just old school pinball and bowling. Uh, looks like just a really fun place for locals to to congregate and swap stories. Uh, and then I found there were a couple of different places to stay. There are a ton of bed and breakfasts, like you said, and they're all really adorable. And some of them are just right on the water, which is perfect. Um, there's one I found, the Glidden Lodge Beach Resort. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one just looked beautiful. It's it's like, you know, you hear the term beach resort and you're like, oh, okay. But it's not, it's not tropical right. by any right. means. Um, but it's basically you can rent a condo on the White Sand Lakes of, uh, of Lake Michigan and have water views from your room, which I think sounds pretty nice to me. Absolutely. Oh, that would be gorgeous. Yeah. And that's it. And I did start uh, the day, I forgot to mention, at Kick Coffee. Just getting some, uh, getting a scone, some espresso. That was the other thing about Sturgeon Bay. They have a lot of uh, coffee shops and cafes. They did. And I love how they are all very um, like eclectic and just, I don't know, it's just like, has that appeal where it's not like a copy and paste sort of coffee shop where it's like, you don't even have to look at the name. It doesn't matter, but they all seem to cue. Like there was that, the noshery and they had like um, board games and different sorts of things to do while you sit and enjoy. Um, But yeah, I I like that. And I was so surprised by the, um, what you said about the diving and uh, scuba diving and snorkeling, I would never yeah. have guessed that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I learned that on the on the Sturgeon Bay uh, website that they uh, they're they were just talking about these uh, things to do outside, and then it was like a whole shipwreck. Uh, some of these ships dating back to like the 1930s, and just seems like a really because they're not they're not really deep that channel is not crazy deep. So, right. Uh, yeah, you, you don't even need to scuba dive. See, I am, uh, I'm not that great in the water or in aquariums and that's a whole different story. However, (laughs) I do think I might be able to handle something like that to where you're not going very deep. It's in fresh water. I mean, I went, I'm curious how it would be, um, like what season it would be best to do that. Like does the water get any clearer or you know what I mean? It being a great lake, but I I digress. I think that would be a really, a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I agree. So with that said, is there anything else about Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin that you want to share? You think people should know about, or you're excited? I know you said you bumped this one up on your list, so you're making a plan to visit. You know, I, I I honestly am <laughs> in a way. Uh, every time we do one of these episodes, I was just I was just uh, uh, googling the distance between Saugatuck, Michigan, and Sturgeon Bay. It would be Ooh. so fun to do like a country tour of all the small town getaways. I think that would just be mm. 
me mint. So, but yeah, nothing else cool. I can really think of. Definitely get cheese curds if you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. There's a lot of good <laughs> yes. breweries and wineries. So check those out. Yeah, too. definitely. And so we have one more episode after this, one more small town to feature yes. this season. Uh, it's a very exciting one. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name yet because <laughs> we have a special guest that's going to be joining us. Uh, Megan Shoot from Only in Your State. She is going to join us. She lived in Hawaii for a very long time. And she's going to help us dive deep into this small town in Hawaii. I'm very excited about that. And that's our final episode. Yeah. And she was the uh, Hawaii writer for Only in Your State. So if you're familiar with our articles, you might have written something or read something that was written by Megan. So it's going to yeah. be very exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Can't wait to talk about Hawaii. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, just kind of start mulling over uh, any next season ideas. Absolutely. And always remember, if you have an idea or a thought, or if you visit one of the small towns we mentioned, please make sure to comment or call in and uh, give us some tips. If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond. <laughs>